No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Now, no simple road family. How you doing out there? It's the conductor. It's Aaron coming to you from the porch. It's the day after Government Mule. Uh, it's about eleven thirty in the morning, and Apple and I were just sitting out here having coffee, 
recapping the night, talking about the trip. Still feeling really low. <laughs> I still feel really high from last night, man. I, I am super relaxed. I got some good sleep. Um, it was a really, really good night. Uh, they were an amazing band. Took any preconceptions that I had and blew them right out the water. Uh, but you'll hear about all that here in a minute. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you, you guys, for all your feedback and everything that you've been doing to help us know that what we're doing is worthwhile and that it's touching you guys. I, I think it's really cool to hear back from you, and we appreciate your feedback. And you also hear about that, so enough. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to get to it this week. I'm not going to fuck around too much here at the beginning, giving you a long spiel in the intro because the whole episode is basically that. And to boot i'm still really high and this is sort of weird so yeah uh check us out on instagram check us out on facebook at no simple road all of those things uh twitter at no simple road um if you want to send us feedback uh you could send it to our email that's no simple road at gmail.com and check out the website with our forum we got a place for everybody to get together and talk and share stories and stuff and um you know, we're trying to grow the podcast, and from what I see, you guys are listening and you're digging it. A uh, couple of things that we want to do, we want to get a camera so that we can start putting video up on YouTube and, and on our Patreon page for you guys. And uh, want to get a little bit better equipment, another microphone and stuff like that. So, you know, we're putting everything we have into this, and if you're enjoying it, I'm asking you guys to help pitch in. Um, you can do that through Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash no simple road. And uh, yeah, you can give as little or as much as you want on there. And then also on our uh, website is our Amazon link. At the bottom of the page in the footer, if you go to no simple road.com, down there at the bottom of the page, there's a little Amazon banner thing. So if you're going to buy something from Amazon, you can go onto our website and go down to the bottom click on that amazon portal to the amazon world and uh anything that you were going to buy on amazon that you purchase through our link uh they'll give us a small percentage of that and that helps us get to that too and just so you guys know like when i give to a show i always wonder like, where the money's going to go and all of that and honestly what we're going to do is we're going to set it all aside in an account and when we have enough money we're going to you know buy our our camera and buy a little interface and buy another microphone so that money's not going to go to us going out to party or uh you know to pay the water bill or anything like that it's it's going to be used directly back into the podcast so if it's something that you're enjoying and that you dig then you could feel like you're helping build it and be part of the community and part of the family i mean even without that you're still part of the community and part of the family and um yeah, and so I'm rambling now because I'm still really high and everything's really weird. And uh, I feel awesome, though. Um, you know, after a, a good, hard trip like that, and it's been a few months for me because I was um, taking the medicine for hepatitis C. Last night was a big celebration for me finishing my treatment. And so I lived with this disease for 20 years and didn't realize that it was really affecting my energy and my, my psyche. And now that it's not here, I feel like there's this whole other part of me that was like held down with weights that's coming back to life and getting to know myself again and feel what my energy is like and 
it's really, really cool. And so last night was a celebration of that. That was our intention going in. And uh, the, the mule didn't disappoint to help us celebrate. So to all of you out there that are listening, we say thank you for your feedback and we love you guys. So without further ado, here's the show recap of Government Mule with me and Apple. Why do you think there's a fine line with alcohol in a show? Because I've done, I've done it several times because there's that point of drinking where, where when you have too much, also you go from that person that's having fun to being that obnoxious one, like that lady with a beer in each fist yelling in people's faces to where you're, you're interrupting the show. You quickly go from the point where you're enjoying yourself and you're feeling loose and fucking dancey and shit to the point of fucking just like, I'm having more fun than anybody else. I need to get them motivated. Yeah, you turn to that drunk fucking weirdo at the show. <clears throat> Everybody's looking at me going, look at this drunk asshole. Guy stepped on my foot again. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know, man. I, I really wasn't paying attention too much to the people around me last night. I mean, every once in a while, I'd open up my eyes and look around and see everybody smiling or whatever, but I'm fucking in my own world. Ah. Dancing. Well, so anyway, I guess we should give a little, like, a lead-in. No. Like, they're here with us having a conversation. Fuck it. Okay, well, I'll tell everybody. Good morning. Good morning. We went to see... Government Mule last night. Went and saw Government Mule at Roseland Theater in Portland, Oregon. It was our first Government Mule show, too. Yeah, we've always enjoyed them, listening to their music, and of course, loved Warren Haynes for shit ever. First time I ever heard Warren Haynes is probably Allman Brothers when I was a little kid. Yeah. And it's why he's stuck ever since then. And that was, to, it was, it was a eye-opening experience. They are. assault. I'll tell you, man. So the night started with three quarts of vodka, six hits of acid, a quarter of shrooms, and some ecstasy. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Um, no, a little MDMA. Yeah. And at first, man, when they came out, like, I'll tell you, I, the first two songs, I was like, oh, shit, if it's going to sound like this all night, I'm going to have to bail because... This just seems like a 70s was, metal band gone like bad. It was like three chord, three minute grungy, song. like bar rock. Yeah. Like like the band you'd pay a $5 cover to go see. In Vegas. Drinks at the, with at the lounge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, but that obviously in retrospect was part set of up show. that way. Yeah. Fucking he's letting everybody get settled and then started the hoodoo voodoo fucking. Yeah. I mean, the drugs do help. You know, open you up to whatever is going on, but even it without don't even oh. <laughs> it don't hurt. But without anything, it would it would have been something else. Like those guys, man, are. Oh yeah, he's he's a demon on guitar. It's I mean literally fucking. Movie when he did the see I'm not I'm not familiar enough with their songs, uh, but the voodoo. He got up there and started doing like incantation, fucking, like speaking through his guitar mm -hmm. at the same time he was speaking. Yeah, like up the mic one with with the guitar matching his voice, and then all of a sudden it just unleashed. He was like opening the gate, yeah. and then it clicked, and they went off. It's such a trip. Like 
after tripping at so many shows, it's, I mean, every trip is different and unique and weird, but there seems like, it seems to me like there's like this, like the way it goes, like the entry into that world. So like at first we were there and it's, I'm for me, like the whole day I'm nervous, right? Like <laughs> not nervous, like, oh, oh God, I'm going to die. But like my stomach is not right. Anxiety I feel like I got to take day. a shit all day. Yeah. Like just not fucking right. Because we knew we were going to roll. Yeah. And we knew there was going to be a bitching show. And yeah, you get kind of nervous. All senses kind of know they're going to get overwhelmed. And then, you know, get to the show and take your whatever you're going to take. And like 20 minutes later, there's like this like initial letting go that starts to happen. Like I can feel it kind of like coming up the base of my spine, like, oh, okay. And everything gets a little bit clearer and a little bit more. The sound sounds a little tiny bit better. Yeah. Everything just start, kind of starts to change a little bit. And then <laughs> like at one point, I remember looking over at you and going, it's like the crowd just woke up. Yes. Like it was like somebody yeah, like flipped a third, switch like and third song. Yeah, everything kind of just <laughs> turned on, and and yeah, I know the band did. The I, band yeah, the changed. band did too. And you know, I don't think it's coincidental that we were coming on, and that's the you know that's when that happened. I think that it's um, planned out. Well, yeah, and when you can see it in the crowd, when it shows like that, you look around, the crowd's kind of restless. The first couple, of days, everybody's getting settled and kind of shedding that skin. Yeah, and then they they start going, and by four or five songs in, holy Whole crowd is moving, everybody's smiling, checking each other out, and the Mule crowd. Granted, there was a lot of Grateful Dead brothers and sisters out there. Yeah, but it was a hard fucking crowd here in Portland last night. There was a lot of bikers and yeah, there's hard, there's hard, hard looking folk there. Yeah, yeah, it was. When you when I first walked in, I was like, "Oh shit, this is gonna be a rowdy show." So to me, that goes hand in hand with the all. Like I was telling you about seeing the Allman Brothers live. That man, what a what a show! And those shows, I was just I was, well, that was back in other days. I was doing other things, but drinking. I remember being in the crowd in Vegas, and it was like it was, it was rowdy. People were passing around flasks and bottles, and you know. And joints and everything too, but there was a whole lot of drinking going on and a whole lot of dancing. I remember dancing in the aisles and stuff and listen to the Allman Brothers go off into a 20-something minute version fucking uh, tied to the whipping post and stuff like that. And just They're amazing. And Warren's keeping that going like a fucking you, you got to locomotive. Meet, you got to meet him? Yes. Yeah, I met him. It was like, I'd have to look at my pad. I have a signed backstage pass. I got to meet Warren Haynes and, and Greg Allman and go on Greg Allman's tour bus. This is probably like around 94 or so. Oh, shit. After doing big rails of meth, probably you were okay, out there. Okay, no, you, you went and said yeah. it. So, yeah, I was back. Uh, yeah, I was doing it's meth and I was drinking a lot. But, hey, that's its own fun. <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah. But in your 20s, whole different thing. But yeah, I got to meet them. And at that time, it didn't make the impression like it would have nowadays that I'm older and appreciate that music more. I always liked it. But yeah, it was an experience. I just remember, like I was telling you a little while ago, like there was one point last night where the... Hi, Darwin. What's up? What? What do you need? No? Uh oh 
Darwin the Hound Darwin, here with Darwin us. Darwin our house, Chapladay house dog is, is What's coming up, buddy? over. He wants a treat. No, you can't. You can't go this way. You're going to unplug would, the I microphone would, I would and everything. I step on all the wires, Dad. You're, you're ignoring no, me. You could just sit right here and chill. Okay. So, anyway, now so I remember come over here. That I just say, go into something. For, he's so funny when we come home from shows because he's, like, missing us, and he knows we're high. I, the dog he, knows. Yeah, he starts growling and getting all frisky. Like, he, he doesn't know if he wants to bite us or play with us. When I came home last night, dude, when we walked, we walked in the garage... And he ran over to me and was like checking me, like yeah, like sniffing me. And, and yeah, he was he like, something I felt a you. disturbance in the forest, Dad. And and you're tripping, and I know it. And are you okay? And then I think maybe petting him gets him high because he was fucking acting weird. Oh yeah, he was getting all froggy and shit. It was funny. Yeah. Anyway, there was one point last night where like the music was fucking just jamming. And the lights were flashing, and the people were communicating with Warren, like yelling, like woo, like one at a time, out different places in the crowd, and everything just like was in sync, <laughs> in sync. Get it? Like, never mind. And wow. sorry. And I had my eyes closed, and in my head, I saw this picture of like this old fucking like Bayou shack filled with naked people covered in mud like screaming and like climbing on the walls and flipping their hair and sweating and like this primal energy was going around that place it was kind of like being in an insane asylum a little bit but like in an insane asylum that you know you get to leave in a little while (laughs) and you're there with your friends and your family so there's no like nobody's gonna lock the door and leave you there yeah i just bought the e-ticket yeah we're just we're just hanging out and gonna get covered (laughs) in mud and scream a little bit and then then everything's gonna end at some point but yeah like seeing all that in my head and then warren's guitar just talking like like coming through and like there was times pushing everything had, out there was of times me. when I had to look up because it reminded me of like Peter Frampton with the fucking voice tube. They went, do you feel like I do? Yeah, yeah. He was doing that without a voice tube. Well, he I was, think I think a lot of speaking through his guitar. A lot of what points. we heard last night, I realized at one point I opened up my eyes and looked, Warren wasn't even playing. It was the keyboard player. Oh, Darwin, come on, man. You're, you're fucking up the podcast, dude. Yeah, it was the keyboard player. He was like, I'd look up at to see what Warren was doing, what he was playing, and sure enough, he was switching guitars or just yeah. standing there, you know. And then it was that keyboard player playing this like guttural under bass note beef tones on his, you know, on that Hammond that he plays. It sounded like the guitar running, running like you know well, scales on it, it or something like guitar it was a trip. too that was something i i'm sure that's the people that follow them and stuff standing there dancing my eyes closed you, I, you could feel the audience getting excited and i'd open my eyes and look and he'd be changing guitar he must have changed guitars like a dozen times it's funny because i i saw maybe three guitar changes the whole Every night time, dude. dude i felt it open my eyes and he was changing it to the crowd they uh, crowd probably like how jerry was people knew what guitar he was getting put on him and, where and what he song because they were getting excited and then he'd go into a totally different sound and tune and just jam, man. 
to see, like, before we left, we were getting ready. Me and Mel were in the room, and I was getting on my shoes, and I was singing Soul Shine. And, and Mel was like, what is that that you're singing? I was like, oh, that's, it's a government mule song, but it's an Allman Brothers song, I think, in the beginning. And uh, I was like, it's Soul Shine. She was like, oh, I've heard that before, whatever. I was like, yeah, it's really the only song I really want to see tonight. Like, beyond that, damn, birds, Jesus, nature is really taking over today. Anyway, um, be beyond that, like, that was really the only song I wanted to see. And sure enough, fucking, they, did, they did not disappoint me. I got to see Soul Shine last night, and it was fucking beautiful, man. That the jam during that show stretched out so long and was so sweet. And there's this, there's something with them, like with the Dead, their jams are filled with chaos and like strangeness and weird, and it sounds like aliens and. And then you could feel each individual band member in in their instrument in the jam, and it's like their voice. You know what I mean? Ah. Fucking government mule was like hard. There was this edge underneath, even when it was sweet, where it was like tinged with barbed wire. Ah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was grungy. It had and it had a funk. They kept on every song had a had a fucking core that they'd go back to. You'd forget. Well, like the day, you'd forget what song they were playing or how they started out. And then it'd go back to that fucking grungy, butt-shaking fucking groove. Yeah, there was a couple points where it, like, it, the music would come from the floor, like, right by my feet. And come into my feet and, like, vibrate its way up my knees and up my thighs and into my torso. And then you feel it coming out your chest, like... <laughs> like toothpaste <laughs> fucking blah, 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 blah. And, and everybody around you is like filling up on your pouring out and i'm like at one point they're they're kind of jamming low and and sweet and i was like you know what i want them to go faster i'm gonna push it and i fucking start dancing uh, and the music starts lifting and lifting and lifting and i was like fuck yeah and then in my head i'm like wait did that just happen i'm gonna do it again and so it goes back down i'm like i push push and fucking music explodes and then i stop and it goes back down i'm like okay that that's really happening cool and then i did it again and fuck push 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 and it felt like like you know when you stretch a rubber band too far and it finally just goes Ding! yeah it felt like that and the music just took off and i'm like oh shit it's out of control fucking woo yeah it was so fucking rad those guys, and that's another thing they did too. I'd never heard a band. I've never. Have you ever heard a band play so low? A couple of songs when they got so quiet, yeah, they almost weren't playing. But they're in the back. This ding, ding, ding. I told Mel it's like diddling, like, like yeah. playing with your nipple. Yeah, and then they get the crowd. The crowd get a little restless, and then they punch you in the face. Yeah, with this guitar, all of a sudden it'd be like. Ding, 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 ding. Bow, oh. They were doing that Bob Marley shit. Yeah, you rock so, you rock so. The reggae yeah. song. Oh my god, <laughs> they'd be just. And then the blues song. Then they bring out. I don't know who it was. I mean, I got to look online and find out. They brought out this uh, black guy drummer, probably, probably in the '60s or so. He was an older, really big dude. They brought him out to play that one song. He's all, "We're gonna bring him onto the drums, and we're gonna do a little blues for you." And they went into that blues song. It was just incredible. And then at the end of it, the drummer came around, said, just want to let you guys know, B.B. King loved this dude. Yeah. I mean, what a shout out, man. 
to Warren. And Warren just got kind of a smile on his face like, oh, shucks, come on, man. And then just kept going. So how about how when so I'm used to seeing bands like the Dead and Fish and, and Radiohead and, you know, stuff like that. And these guys came out last night and they look like 70s hair band rockers like, like, like i said they look like a bar but they reminded yeah. me of the scene in blues brothers with the where they play the cowboy bar oh and they yeah had, like, yeah chicken yeah. wire up and like beer bottle people i mean not anybody was fighting or anything there wasn't even that vibe but it had that vibe to it like you could be in a bar down south and people throwing beer bottles and fighting in the crowd and the band just plays on yeah but man it just goes to show you don't fucking judge a book by its cover brother i mean no. God damn. That bass player might have looked yeah. like Nikki Six, yeah. but he had some soul. That brother was fucking on yeah, point. Yeah, he looked like he was right out of Guns N' Roses or Motley Crue or something, and then it was like, wow. You know that one thing that went through my head last night regarding that is like, so I was thinking that. I'm like, God, you know, these guys, they look like whatever. And then I was thinking, that's where you fucking came from. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, the little, like, I notice, like, you know, it's like, come on, like, now in this day and age, whenever I see a rock star, I don't care who it is, and you're wearing leather pants, it's kind of like, really, bro? Yeah, but the leather pants? that's where but we that's came what, from, yeah, man. That's their... I mean, if you think about when you and I first started hanging out, it was all that, like, Motley Crue and fucking Venom and Slayer and Exodus and Metallica, English Dogs and Metallica and, yeah. you know, like, all these, like, hard rock bands and so I was thinking that shit last night and then yeah of course I start well that's where you fucking came from and this what we're listening to right now is that music awake you know what I mean with with fucking the vibe in it I don't know what you even call it what do you even call it I I don't know it's just awake alive that music alive I mean all music is alive in its own way but that shit last night is that special thing that keeps all of us coming back over and over and over again whatever oh, it does yeah can't wait to see them again yeah and it made me it made me appreciate the roseland theater so much that venue is so cool so for anybody that's never been there roseland is like phew, the size of two or three garages two car garages right yeah yeah, about that. It's probably, I don't know, it's probably about 12, 1,300 people. You think it's that many? I think it's 1,200, including the balcony. So it's, it's intimate. It's, it's small, intimate. and it's really intimate. I mean, if I would have spit really hard, I could have spit on well, the stage, well, uh, and we were see, at the back. We've been. It's like one of our favorite. Well, we haven't been to all the venues up here, but we saw Dark Star Orchestra when we got up here. We saw Lettuce. We saw Rodriguez and Gabriela. And now we've seen this was our fourth one. Yeah. Yeah, that that and it's cool because it's like downtown and it's gritty down there and the bar like <laughs> the venue kind of smells like old beer and sweat. Yeah, puke. it's got a history. And it, yeah, like somebody was murdered in the building people. and yeah, there's ghosts in that fucking place for sure, man. And some really big people have played there. Yeah, going way way back. And then there's funny stories, like I tell you, looking online, there's so much history to it. Like when Prince played there back in like the 80s, they they painted they painted the walls purple for Prince playing. 
and then then what insane clown posse played there and they said that they had to shut it down for a week because it took them so long to clean up all the fago <laughs> and it was spraying all they said fago was dripping down from the balcony onto people but i mean that's... shaggy too dope and violent j yeah on. man Shit. <laughs> But yeah, it's an awesome venue, and now on the horizon, we got a couple more shows coming up that are gonna be awesome. Yeah, we're going to see Tedeschi Trucks in November. Schnitzer Hall. No, no, at the Fraser. Is it? Fraser? It's a Fraser, oh, okay. yeah. And then, uh, what, and the Fra- Fraser's like a, I guess, the municipal like opera place. One one of them here in Portland, um, where they do plays and stuff like that. So, it's not your typical like juke joint concert venue there's seats and there's you know the auditorium with the two balconies and it's going to be cool to see Tedeschi trucks there with their you know 12 piece fucking huge setup yeah, and that kind of sound on. that's that's going to be amazing and then good old CRB chris robinson brotherhood you. yeah man crb in in december that you still i it bums me out man the, the last time they came to town you the night before the show, you were so sick. I was dude. sick. I ended up in the hospital the next morning with diverticulitis. Yeah, so you didn't go, and I remember I was pissed. <laughs> it's like he's fucking being a pussy. I was <laughs> pissed too. Yeah, I know. I felt that. Uh, you were like, I was being a dick. I'm sorry, sure man. You're sick. You're being a nudge. You just what? want to stay home and do nothing. What's our one rule around here? Don't be a dick. And I broke it. I was being a dick. I'm sorry, but yeah, you, you didn't get to go. And when we went and saw him in Vegas, you were just drinking, and I was didn't take anything that night it was fucking awesome that's the only show yeah, vegas house i remember that i remember that yeah i was drinking and i hung out with the bass player's sister fucking beautiful girl with dreadlocks fucking most of the concert standing right by the mixing board because that's where the best sound always is yeah hang out by the mixing board that's the only show that i've ever been to with mel where they were playing like multiple dates where she was like let's go again tomorrow night and it was cool the second night like we just went and didn't Chilled. really even dance. I just Chilled. we just hung out and, and held each other and swayed <laughs> to the music and listened. It was fucking rad. But when we saw him here, we saw him at Revolution Hall. So Revolution Hall is this converted high school here in Portland. So they were going to demolish the high school and somebody came and bought the building and was like, no, we're going to turn this into a restaurant, I think, maybe a restaurant there and a concert venue. And it's set up so cool. So like, you go into the school and the lockers and everything are still there. It's still a high school. Like, they didn't remove any of that shit. Yeah. And you go up uh, the stairs, and that's where the auditorium is. And it's a fucking high school auditorium. That's dude. where they're playing again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. It's it's a high school auditorium with, like, the, the wooden back seats that are curved and those wood plank things that go down, yeah. you know? And your chairs are super small. And it's this high school auditorium. It, it reminded me of seeing a talent show in that place. But the sound is amazing in there. It sounds awesome. Like, and we walked around quite a bit when we were there last time. And it sounds great all over the place. And then another cool thing that they've done there is the venue. So you have the auditorium where you're seeing the show. If you walk out the door of the auditorium, it's four steps to the bar right across the hall. And there's free water. And that's one thing here in Portland that's really rad 
is every show I've been to, they have free, free water. water. In Vegas, man, if you go to a show at Brooklyn Bowl, five dollars, five five to seven bucks for, for a, bottle a little of bottle of water that you can't even keep the cap. Yeah, yeah, they take the cap, so you got to hold it the entire time. You don't feel comfortable with the drink in your hand when you're trying to get your groove on. Yeah, it's nice. So they yeah, free water like right across the hall. And when we saw Chris Robinson here, Mel and I went. Apple was sick, and we had the best time. They let loose from the time they walked out onto the stage. You know how, so, like we were just saying, there was like that intermediary point where yeah. nothing's really going on. They're letting the crowd get settled and just kind of they playing the warm out. up. Chris Robinson, brother, have walked out and just dropped the bomb from the first fucking note. Boom. <clears throat> and they did a Rosalie. If you guys out there can find the show, it's from last year in December here in Portland at Revolution Hall. They did a Rosalie at that show that, you know, sometimes you'll hear a song at a show that changes the way you hear that song for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I, I will never hear that song the same as long as I live, dude, after seeing that. Like, it gave a whole new meaning to what that song is about. I, They're amazing, those guys. And Circles Around the Sun has become our favorite. Chill out when we get home from a show or it's like because there's no vocals they, i mean there is <laughs> they're, they're there they're not singing but it's there yeah it is chill that's i went to bed last night listening to that you know it's it's a trip like having done that last night and then waking up this morning and i'm a little sweaty and i'm laying there in bed and still tripping and got still up. digesting yeah, I got up and, and come out here and make coffee and you had just woken up and now we're sitting out here and I'm still really high. Yeah. Super high. Oh yeah, sitting here staring at the forest. Fucking everything's just crisp and clear. You can see every little dew drop and it's it's and it, it it's you beautiful, know, brother. Yeah. And it helps too to have so for all of you out here in Portland, if you haven't had the chance there's, a, there's a, a group of growers. They're known as Pilot Farms. Oh, yeah. And Pilot Farms, I, I've been smoking weed since I was 12 years old. This is hands down the dopest dope I ever smoked. Yeah, it's outdoor, grown down out of Ashland at the mountains, like 42, 4,300 feet, all and, natural. Yeah, their thing is like not forcing the plant to be not anything the plant it doesn't want to be. Yeah, it does its own thing. And it's growing in some volcanic soil up on a, like, you know, like you said, on a, a terraced hilltop out yeah, in Ashland. Like a, like a vineyard. Like. Yeah. And they're, they're letting these, these cannabis strains develop notes like a wine based on the soil that it's grown in and, and the temperate climate. And, you know, I, their pamphlet says that, like, where they're growing is where other growers would run from. But they've ah. made it work. And they have a couple of strains. One of them is Chuck's Foot. Chuck's is that Foot. Them? Chuck's uh, Foot. And the, the one that... Mountain Girl. Yeah, Mountain okay. Girl OG and uh, uh, Lavender. If you guys get the chance, get some lavender from Pilot Farms. So we sat down uh, two weekends ago out here. There was the moon in the south sky here. We set up our chairs in the driveway and we were watching the moon, smoking some of this lavender. And I swear to you, I felt like I was on an eighth of mushrooms yeah. from smoking this weed. 
It was very, it was very trippy weed. All of us agreed. We were sitting out here with our chairs, watching the moon like a movie, mm-hmm. and dancing. Mel standing, spinning her stick and, and twirling her hoop, <clears throat> and yeah, that. So if you get the chance, Pilot Farms, lavender. And they have it at, here's here's my commercial, and they have it at better dispensaries near you. Electric Lettuce. No, I'm just kidding. They do have it at Electric Lettuce, though. And they're awesome. I got a chance to meet, I think his name was Christopher, uh, at the summer fair up here, a pot fair thing. And from the second I saw this guy, just just a cool-looking hippie guy, just had the coolest, like, aura glow about him. You could tell he was just doing it right. When there's so many in the industry that are pushing their stuff, he was just like low key, like, you know, like you got the best cake in the world and you're not pushing it on people. You just have it out, like, look at my beautiful cake. <laughs> and he was, he was, you don't just like amazing. carrot cake? Cool. Keep, anyway, keep, keep yeah. Moving. So, yeah, shout out to you guys at Pilot Farms, man. You're doing it right. And here we go, a little, <laughs> yeah, a little pop top, a little pineapple express. Who's this from? Oh, Pineapple Express. This is another shout out to another uh, company we really love up here. Yerba oh, Buena, the good herb. Uh, they're doing it right, too. <laughs> We're working hard to get those guys on the show. Yeah. Yeah, same with them. Search them out. Search That's a out cr- their bud up here, man. Definitely. Right now, the, we have papaya. The Panama, too. Pineapple Express. That Panama was hitting it. Yeah, the Panama Red joint we got. Yeah, those guys are on point. They know what they're doing. And it's a whole, the the whole company is, so when Apple and I went to Shoreline to see Dead & Company last year, or this year, that was this year, wasn't it? Where am I? Is this Portland? Yeah, right that was this year. June, <laughs> June the 4th. When we went to the airport, we're waiting <clears throat> for the plane, and there's all these deadheads at the airport, and I'm like, oh, yeah, cool, everybody's going to the show, and then it turns out everybody's on our flight. And it Which was, is awesome. I'm yeah. sure people out there have had that experience where you're going on a plane and you end up with, it was it was probably 50, 60% deadheads and all the rest of the people on the plane trip on that because they think that every, because they just think that you guys all know each other because we do. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> one big like, family. They're like, wow, this is one big family. You guys all know each other? And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah we do. It's my brother and my sister. Yeah, so we met the Yerba Buena crew on the on the flight, and there one uh, one dude, Michael, and I got to talk and exchange phone numbers, and then um, we saw them at the cannabis fair here. Yeah. And then I'm at the gym, and there's Laura at my gym. And I was like, all right, we need to get them on the podcast, man. These guys, these guys are all yeah, right. Like so a it's fam- a whole crew like a of family. Heads. They're not they're not a group of people that just work together. They are definitely family. You can feel it from them yeah and it's it's cool to know that like it's a whole group of deadheads you know growing your herb because you know they're the vibe is sweet you know yeah yeah so definitely check them out too for sure and then i was gonna segue back to something because this popped in my mind when you were talking about uh your girl when you're talking about melanie she is so fun at concerts. Uh, this flashed through my head. I don't know if anybody's seen. Everybody's heard of it. And there, there was a movie. And there's books. Of Indigo Children. That's what she reminds me of when her switch gets flipped. She turns into this little, little mischievous, fun, all, like all-knowing, positive energy spewing out little ball of fury. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, she went to the bathroom at one point, like while we were peeking last night. She's like, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. I'm like, okay. 
And Danny looks at me after she left. He's like, where did she go? And I was like, Danny, man, she's a big girl. She knows how to handle her shit. I feel sorry for anybody that fucked with her out there right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've done this a lot. And, yeah, she knows what she's I used to worry about her, too. We should go wander off, but that's what you do at shows. Sometimes you want to go... You want to go experience the crowd and what's going on in the halls and everything. And she likes that. Anyway, just had to say that. Shout out to you, Melanie. You're awesome. And I hope you go to Tedeschi Trucks with us. Uh, yeah. She said <laughs> she didn't want to go. I, I don't know, man. I, I told you, I, I don't want her to go if she don't want to go. I, I get what she's saying. Like, her thing is like, I've done that. I've done the concert thing. I want to do something else. And I get it. Yeah, I but get I don't we were feel talking like that. about that. Yeah, we I usually, could do it every we, day for the rest of my life. Or shrooms or anything. It's always at a show. We need to start doing more of getting back to nature. Yeah. Which we're doing. We're going camping this coming weekend. And we're not going to be going to get high or anything, but we'll be high on Mother Nature. Yeah. And our family. And we could take the dog. Yeah, he Darwin is going to see the ocean us. for the very first time in his life. Yeah. But he's really upset because he doesn't have a pup tent. Oh, oh God, I, dude. I, that's I not went, even funny. I went there. I'm sorry. It's awful. Brother. It's funny. Don't do that. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> fuck. It just derailed every thought I was having. But I'm done. Yeah. Be here all week. week. <laughs> Don't forget to tip your waitress. Try the veal. Can't get another cup of coffee over here. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that government mule, huh? Yeah. Yeah, so that was that was awesome. Uh, hit that shit. Hitting that shit. Come on, hit that shit. What is this? You know, Pineapple, Pineapple Express. Express. Yeah. It it made me feel like I'm in marshmallows right now. <clears throat> Sitting surrounded by marshmallows. And there's no campfire to make them crispy. So I'm just going to sit here and chill on my marshmallows while Apple blows out a nice... Yeah, did you guys Copious hear that? Hit. I, dude, blew, I blew it out right in the microphone. Oh, they're all going to get high, dude. We're going to get in trouble. Everybody leaning really close. Get, get real close. close to the mic, and I'm going to blow you a hit. Ready? Here you go. Wait, 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 wait. <coughs> Pineapple Express. By Yerba Buena. Dopest dope you ever smoked. <laughs> Hands down, the dopest dope I ever smoked. You know... I was telling you this morning, like, there was a point last night where I'm completely switched on and I'm dancing and the music's jamming and there's people howling and the lights are going and I opened up my eyes and I thought, there is nowhere on the whole planet I would rather be. There's nothing I would rather be doing right now. I am right where I'm supposed to be for right now. No matter what anybody says, like, oh, you're just taking drugs and going to a show and fucking whatever. No, man, that's a fucking spiritual thing to be able to let go of all of your worries and all of your shit and be part of a flow like that and be ah. inside that thing and making it move and shaping it and playing with it. And, and it, it's a forever bond, too, with all those 1,200 other people there, man. We have that bond for life now. In the future, it could be two, three years down the road, you run into fucking Joe Smith, and he's like, yeah, man, I saw Government Mule, and then you're like, yeah, I was there too, and you immediately spark, fucking, you have that connection forever when you've gone to a show and been with that much of the family. 
And if you think about your your everyday life, like <clears throat> there's always stuff that comes up. There's you know worries about bills or you know like, oh, fuck I gotta stop and get gas. I'm out of cigarettes, but we need milk. What do we got for dinner tonight? Blah blah. A million of these things that are going on that you have to do or you're thinking about. Now you got me worrying about all that stuff. You should. Oh, damn and it. then you get to a show and for me, like in the middle of the show, there's none of that, man. I, I'm not thinking about anything other than that moment. And that's that's mindfulness practice at its core is being here now. That's what Ram Das talks about. And that's the whole Buddhist thing is being mindful of, of the moment. And I'm so present when that's going on because it's a hyper focus. It's things are so crazy with technology and everything is vying for your attention out there all the time. Everything's yeah. trying to take your attention because that's your that's your currency. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what you have that they want. And when you're at a show, your attention is completely on that thing. Now I'm speaking just for myself. I don't know about other people, but I can focus on my breath completely and just be involved in the creation of the vibe in the venue that we're at. And my attention isn't anywhere other than on that thing. Yeah, there's nothing and else it's not going through your head or yeah. everything else is set aside. It's not even a tangible thing. You know what I mean? You yeah. can't say I was watching TV. I had my eyes closed most of the night last night. I wasn't even really watching the show, but I saw everything. Yeah, and you see it through the feeling and everything. Yeah. It's, and I, I, you don't get that chance in, in daily mundane reality to like strip away all of your shit and just be. And I think that's what keeps me going back. Yeah, I've done that thing. Yeah, I've gone to shows. Yeah, I've taken acid and mushrooms and ecstasy and whatever the fuck else at a million different concerts but even if the songs were exactly the same every time the experience is different oh yeah yeah the crowd's different the yeah and it gives me a chance to let everything go and to celebrate it's a celebration of yourself and your family and at least for me and the days that we're in and what the times are like and you know there's so much going on out there. there's so much negativity in the media and on tv and everything has this political slant now even the fucking cartoons that we like like rick and morty <laughs> you know dan Harmon is a fucking genius and i'm sorry that he's having a hard time right now dealing with yeah. shit and that sucks and so even the things that we love are tinged with what's going on but yeah, you're awesome, Dan. Shut all those people off, man. Do your thing. Yeah, don't listen to the fucking bullshit. We don't want. We don't. We don't want anything from you other than what you share. It sucks that people are hounding you and fucking giving you problems and shit. But anyway. Yeah. Anyhow, we just have this opportunity at these shows to to celebrate and to forget about all that bullshit that's going on out there and the negativity and the fucking spin and. Yeah, you can't even say anything nowadays without upsetting fucking half Somebody. The I, I'm sure that we've pissed people off just by talking the way we talk on this yeah. podcast, you know? And Those it's such a beautiful thing to be able to let it. that go. Yeah, they can suck it. It's such the people we want listening. That's not the people I want to go to a show with. No. That's the people that are at the show that are talking and 
dude, I fucking got to work yesterday. And, oh, dude, this chick's ass. Oh, dude. And it's just like, oh, amateurs. But I just, now, and so it's getting so much easier as we're getting older to shut that off. And just, yeah, I was just going to say kinda, that. You can kind of look at them like amateurs. I hope, you know, you're here. I hope you get it. Yeah. I, I, I was taking that. home and come to the next show and don't talk as much and get into this feeling, man. What? Whatever. What are you doing? Yeah, go home, watch your reality TV, and sit on your thumb. It's not even judgy like that. Like I know, I, but I it's like do. it's it's yeah. But no, there's no shouldn't. But like, I was thinking last night there was because there was a lot of people talking. I saw this girl wearing that Bobby shirt with Bobby holding his finger over his lips, and it says STFU under Bobby's picture. Shut the shut fuck the up. fuck up. And I was like, yeah, that's a rad <laughs> shirt. And so many people talking, and then I I just realized last night there's. I can't do anything about it, and me getting upset about it is stupid. And I can you shut him out. Go, you have to go I to just your shut him off. Mixer yeah. in your head, and you fucking turn to up dial the man, and you dial <laughs> the fucking dipshits down. Uh, yeah. I mean, I ranted about it on one of our first podcasts. Shut the fuck up at a show, man. We're you know, we're trying to hear the band. We didn't come here to hear about what you did at work last week, or you know how you got to the show and your car's breaking down. Like I don't care right now. Maybe after, I'll talk to you. Well, the one that gets we'll me get too, into it, but not the during. ones that seem like they kind of get it. But they're, they're talking. There was a, there's two guys, and they were talking about every other government mule show that they saw, while government mule was on stage playing. It's like, how are you? You know, enjoy the show and talk about all the other shows afterwards. But anyway, for each their own, whatever. It's well, that goes to, back to it's the, great to have a mixer in your head where you can just turn them down now. Yeah. Second channel goes down to zero, and the band channel goes up to eleven. Yeah, and all the other bullshit channel goes down to zero, and there's just the band channel and the U channel. Yeah, you can't compete with the music. No, no, especially when it's like Warren and. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna make you pay attention. They're that's punch for sure. Punch in the face yeah. with his guitar a million times over. Doing a little Bob Marley jam, like just tinkling around, and then fucking drop the biggest E note grunge yeah. thrash kick you, sound, right in the kick you in the nuts <laughs> oh hey what's up guys i was starting to fade away there for a second and you came and punched me in the face thanks it's fucking beautiful but yeah in that moment there is nowhere that i would rather be than right there and that's what keeps me going back over and over and over again because you know like like with mel i get where she's coming from with the whole like i've done that and I, yeah, it's fun, but I want to experience other things. And I do too. Yeah. But, but, there's always a but. That, there, I still, that place, I told Mel this last night, if they're, heaven, if we get to create our own heaven, That's mine it. is going to have that there, for sure. Well, and for me and you, we've talked about this with Melanie and stuff, but that, that's not where she came from. Me and you, that that saved our the Grateful Dead and Jerry Garcia and everything back in the late '80s and early '90s. They they saved us. Yeah, they became our family back then. Yeah, because we needed save. Melody never needed that saving like she that. has. Because like, she uh, has a rad family. Yeah, yeah, she is. So if, to us, it's like going home. To her, it's like a new going to a party. Yeah, like I've been to that party. I get it. Yeah. I know the people that hang out there, and they're fun, and they're my friends too. But I want to go to a different party. Well, when she's once not in a while. with us. It's like it sucks we when should, she's not around. We like Shoreline. We 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 had so much fun together, but we kept on looking for that little ball, 
energy in between us. She turns into this little kid, dude. That's just the cutest fucking thing I've ever seen in my whole life. She's just giggly and peeking behind Last night people. she did that. She's over, she started hiding behind Danny, poking her head out, smiling, and then she walked over and was hiding behind you, looking at me, poking her head out with a like chest iron cat, fucking smile like, I'm up to no good, I'm being devious. So fucking funny, man. Yeah, she she's awesome. You guys I are the best crew anybody ever could have at a show. Like I, I never have to worry about like oh shit, I'm gonna get too high or if something happened to me, then you know what I mean? Then I wouldn't be okay. But ah. if anything ever happened, you guys should be right there and, and vice versa. And it, there's a feeling of comfort, a level of comfort we have with each other because we've done it so many times together ah, that I can just, you could just let go. You don't have we've to worry about shit. I, I could say any dumb thing. I'm not going to get fucked with. Like, it's cool to have family. And, and to bring that back around to the podcast like the no simple road family is growing dude we've over the last week we've gotten a lot of uh, well not a lot but some uh feedback from people yeah really positive cool fucking feedback which thank you thank you everybody it blows my mind aaron aaron well aaron is the conductor of this and i i i'm not a social media person i got to get more into it aaron Every night, or when we all gather after work out here on our porch, Aaron's always got some kind words from you people out there to tell us. And every time I get like goosebumps, and it's like, wow, that people really like us. Well, you don't, I, I don't think that when I sat down to do this for the first time, when you, me, and Mel started this thing, like the thought really never entered my mind of. I know this is going to sound crazy, dude, but how it would affect people or if it would affect people. I just wanted to do it just to do it, just to tell my story. and, and yeah, just see what Because I enjoy making stuff, so I'm just making something. It, it's awesome it, to listen back and hear ourselves. I yeah. don't realize what we say. You know, we're just rambling. And yeah. then when you listen back to it, it it's awesome. Yeah. And Thank to, you. And, and to hear that you guys are enjoying it is makes it so worth it. And And it was fun to begin with. But it makes it even more fun to know that we're having that exchange of energy too, and that. And, and we seriously can't wait to interview some of you people. If you people live up here in the northwest, and want or to you don't over, even have to live up here. You, yeah, you, you could you could be Skype in us. Australia and Skype us. We'd really like to start bringing more of you listeners into the show. Yeah, we want to hear your guys' stories too, man. This can't be all about us. At some point, it's going to get old. So we need your help, guys. If if you have an interesting story, if you if we know you do, you know you do, do every fucking head has a story, man. The how we got here, and you know, think about that it. Sounds like a good song. Every head's got a story to tell. Oh shit! Yeah, no shit. You know, hit us up at nosimpleroad at gmail .com, or go to the website nosimpleroad. Or go hit us up on Instagram, or hit us up on Facebook, or hit us up on Twitter. All those, you know, technological machinations that it gets it out there. Gets it out there. Get it to us. Tell us, you know, a little bit about yourself. And and if you want to be on the show and you got a good story, man, just come hang out on the porch, either through Skype or in person. And you know, we'll get you on the show. It's it's cool to be able to put our tapestry together we are this huge crazy you know unbroken chain of, of family that 
when we hear each other's stories, we realize that it's not that different from everybody else's and it creates that feeling of togetherness and family and, and love that is so desperately needed right now in, in the time that we're in. It's so, things are so weird. So the reason I brought all this up is we got a couple of submissions and one of them was from a head out of North Carolina. Uh, doesn't want me to say his name and that's cool, but you know who you are, brother. And the message came through the website and it says, just wanted to say that I'm loving the podcast. I've listened to the first two episodes so far and I'm listening to episode three right now. I'm a deadhead from Raleigh, North Carolina, and I love hearing the stories about turning on and connecting with the dead scene. I'm too young to have seen Jerry. I'm 32, which is a major bummer. It's not a bummer that you're 32, bro. Be happy with 32. I know it was a bummer that you hadn't seen Jerry, but it's fine either way. But I have a lot of wonderful experiences at dead related shows, as well as fish, widespread panic, string cheese, etc. And your podcast has made me reflect on how I got into this world and was brought back and has brought back some very good memories. I first saw The Dead in 2004 with Jimmy Herring and Warren Haynes in Atlanta, Woo. and it was amazing. The show was after getting introduced to the music and seeing Fish and Panic the year before, also for the first time as a freshman in college at University of Georgia. Experimenting with psychedelics, discovering the universe, and living a life of adventure. I became an obsessive Grateful Dead live recording collector, and I still am. Been going to shows ever since, but not as many lately with a more than full-time job and a two-year-old son who is awesome. I learned of your podcast on the Grateful Dead Reddit page, which, by the way, I didn't even know that we were on the Grateful Dead Reddit page, and fuck yeah. <laughs> so, I'm, let me, uh, here we go. Yeah, social media. Yay. Cool. I learned of your podcast on the Grateful Dead Reddit page, and very glad that I did. If I can figure out how to post a review on iTunes, I'll give you all five-star rating, but I haven't been able to figure it out yet. Okay, stop and listen. Ratings on iTunes are one of the most important ways to get the show out there. They help us get up in the rankings. They help other people find out about the show. So if you're listening and you enjoy what we're doing, that and our Patreon page are the two biggest things that you can do. So to leave a review on iTunes, what you do is you go to your app on your phone that plays the podcasts and you hit the search button. You type in the name of the show. And when the show comes up, you tap the icon and there'll be a banner underneath the logo of the show that has reviews in the middle of it. If you click that button, it'll say write a review and then you'll be able to see all the reviews that we've got. That's where you leave us feedback and reviews right there. All your five star reviews will get shouted out on the show. And it's the thing that gets us up in the ratings in iTunes and it's a, a way to get other heads listening. So that and Patreon. So Patreon is how we're trying to support the podcast. Like I've told you guys a million times before, we all work, you know, mundane jobs and don't make a lot of money. It's, you know, we share what we have and it's enough to get by. But we want to get some equipment for the, for the show. We want to get a camera so that we can, you know, Put it up on YouTube and have video, uh, be able to create more content for you guys. So this is a community effort. We're taking what we have, our time and our effort and our, our love, and we're giving it out there. And if you guys could give a little bit of that back, that would be awesome. That's at no simple, uh, sorry, that's at patreon.com forward slash no simple road, all one word. And on Patreon, you can give as little or as much as you want. 
and you become a patron and there's different tiers on there where I've just revamped it and on the different tiers you get different rewards for what you give. So that's how you help us grow the show. If you're listening out there and you've been listening for a while, consider it, man. Like it's as, as little as a buck a month. And if you think about that, that's like pennies, you know, every day. So if we're giving you something that you dig, help us out by giving us something back, man. That's, that's all we're saying. So anyway, I digress. I'm going to go back and finish this. So he said, uh, thought I'd email you some good vibes in the meantime. You have the only podcast like yours. I heard you saying that you were making the podcast that you would want to listen to, and I really appreciate that approach. Your soul-bearing honesty and openness makes your show so genuine and enjoyable to listen to. Keep up the good work. Peace and love. Anonymous Deadhead. So thank Anonymous you. Deadhead, fucking A, brother. And, and thank you for that. What, what, honesty. That, that's what it was. Uh, he mentions the honesty. That's one thing we've learned up here is it's so important in this world just to be fucking honest. Hiding shit from people and trying to keep your life a secret and stuff. I mean, I get it. A lot of people got to do that with jobs and stuff. But, man, it is so refreshing and awesome just to be honest about what you do. Like, doing this show, sharing, sharing that we're getting high and stuff because... There's so much more out there that there's a veil over that we're kept from. <laughs> yeah. And that we keep ourselves from. And it's to be able to pour this out and share it. It feels so good. You know, it. it's what more and more people in this crazy world should be doing. Sharing themselves with each other and not being afraid. Yeah. You know, it... Yeah, like, just go over, like, like crop dust the Middle East with MDMA fucking and porn yeah yeah MDMA and porn yeah wow I don't know man so talk about the Middle East check this out I, I can't find the message from him I think I deleted it like an idiot but if you think about a dead show the cross section of who's there it's it's a lot of older white dudes and white chicks yeah you know what I mean and I never even really that's not a thing for me. Like, I don't pay attention to that too much. I heard somebody talking about this recently. That's what brought it up in my head even. But then we got this feedback from this brother um, back east. And his name is Fawaz. And Fawaz is an Indian Muslim. And, my God, I wish I had the, the hey, You letter. just mentioned it in that. I remember the other night when you read that, too. I just got goosebumps just now when you read it. To, I mean, they're... Yeah, there's such a diverse... Yeah, and he, he was saying, you know, that he went to shows when he was in college and got turned on, but... Had, his, to, keep, his, had to keep it Yeah, secret. his family and and his religion that he had grown up in, he came from an Indian Muslim family, and, you know, he had to follow the path. He had to go to school, and he had to get married and have kids, and but he's always carried the love of this music and the psychedelic world in his heart, wow. you know? And he wrote into us and told us how much he appreciated the show and how much we, you know, he loved what we were doing and that it was helping him to, to keep the the dream alive, so to speak. And right on, Fawaz, brother. And it's cool to know that there's Indian Muslims out there that love the dead and fucking bring all your brothers and sisters with you too, because it's all about togetherness and family, and we're all just people and human beings. You know, there yep. is no separation, and that's what the media is trying to do to us lately: is divide us and create these groups of 
yeah, you know, create all, all these clips. Right, and the, the you know the yeah, all these clips like, like high school, like high school bullshit, like the jocks and the stoners, and you got to be part of fucking one group, and you can't like the other ones because they're different. And I, that's bullshit. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're different. We all have different ideas. We think different. We have different experiences. But I've seen seventy-five thousand people all joining hands and smiling and singing together and enjoying something. So I know that it can be done outside of that. I know it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That gives me hope. And like we've been saying this whole show, that's that's what keeps us going back and loving it. And sitting out here this morning is so nice, man. It's so nice. It the is. day after a show with that afterglow and the, I'm still high and everything's kind of sideways and warped and drippy and funky. And the air is nice and cool. It's just so fucking nice. And, and like you said, being veterans. And now we, I, I used to, I used to, well, not hate, I used to not like when a show is on a weekday. But you know what you do? You, you save up that sick time and you take that sick day off for day of recovery and you go to work sick. <laughs> yeah. Save those days off for enjoyment. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> I'm glad we took the day off. Yes. I'm, I wanted to do this. I wanted to get this out there. We were late because of the we were going to be going to the show, and I didn't want to just put something out to put it out. I want it to be relevant and, and you know mean something. I don't just want to fucking blabber. Yeah, it hurry it. And yeah, and then we had a busy weekend. Like you know, everybody's got a life. <laughs> yeah. Things so, come up. So <clears throat> keep sending in your feedback, you guys. It's it's really important to us. Means means the world. And we do appreciate you. I mean, in the end, we're not talking into a vacuum. We're talking to you guys. Yeah, you sitting there looking at your fingernail. Or you, yeah, driving in your car. That's who we're talking to, you guys. And it's about you and us and creating this family and being together and sharing our experiences, getting to know each other, and having you guys just come hang out on the porch with us. I mean, shit, man. There's a lot of room in this heart and this house and this family for other voices. And it's all about you guys and us getting together. Yep. I can't wait till we have our first guest. Here at the house? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've had Danny. Danny. Yeah, but, I, but I mean, well, yeah, Danny's kind of a stranger to us in a way. But, I'm, but he's family now. Yeah. Yep. But... Yeah, it will be cool to interview Yerba Buena. We have another guy named um, Chris that's coming over next weekend. He's part of the Piers Portland um, Entheogen Explorers something society, I think is what it is. Okay. I can't remember. Piers, he's coming over next weekend oh, to be interviewed. Yeah, I told and you. I got I several told people. you like six times, dude. <laughs> I don't forget things. Uh -huh. Yeah, I remember now. Right on. Yeah, you but remember I, that. Then I got several people from my work. That'll, that that want to come on. That'll not necessarily. That, as you've seen, we've kind of gone off in other ways, uh, other than just focused on the dead. Because we realize, you know, a lot of people haven't seen them, haven't had a chance. I look forward to turning those people on. Next time, Dead and Company come here, fucking, we're gonna have a posse. Going. Oh shit! I'll have to conduct for a whole orchestra. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna <laughs> bring a whole bunch of people in that need to uh, appreciate this. But yeah, gonna have more people on. People from my work who work in the cannabis industry, which has a lot of very cool people. You can be. That's one thing I love about my job. You can be 
you can be yourself. First time I've ever worked a job in my life where you can totally be yourself. You can say, do anything. You can go to work high. Yeah, yeah you can go to work high. It's it's just fun. It's pure honesty too. You know, it's funny talking about that. Just reminded me of something I heard on another podcast. Of course, Duncan's podcast. He was talking about how fucking ridiculous is it that work is a sober thing. How stupid! It's this place we're all supposed to go and like be sober and like we're gonna do the work now. Yeah, you, you be can't a team just, player. Yeah, you can't just go to work and like think about it. Like he was saying this, and this is a ripoff. This this rap right now, but I'm just repeating what I heard. Imagine if you could go to work, and it was hanging out with your friends to make something or do something, not for the sake of anything other than you're working with your friends and doing it, and you can get fucking ripped, get high listen to music and ah. imagine the beauty we could create the awesome shit that would come out of that i mean it Which might... is, that's what's right up here it's happening in portland well it's happening in what 28 states now but with the cannabis industry it it is when i first started there i was like i had kind of my, my dad's kind of conservative and he had that like, how are a bunch of potheads gonna run a successful company oh my god dude what these people are doing up here in portland I've never seen such dedication to a field. They you want know, to get the medicine out there. Yeah, and it is medicine. My mom, well, I think I said this on the last podcast, my mom was up here for five weeks. She came up here. The first couple of days, she could hardly walk using her cane. She needs knee replacements. Got her CBD'd up. Got her, you know, lotions and everything. And, you know, So she's not high, like loaded, but she was feeling so much relief that she didn't have to take her opiates. Oh, no, man. I saw mom high a couple of times. Here. Okay, yeah. Mom, okay, mom was high. Yeah, the 100 milligram bath bomb. Yeah, uh, that foot soap. She was hey, sitting out here on the porch. She fucking felt no lit pain, up. And she was happy and she was walking around and, and listening and, to the dead going, Who is this? Yeah, I like we were, this. We were playing the dead the whole time she was here. She'd come hang out on the patio and, and it was like, I like this music. What is this? Just kind of like a kid, kind of smiley, dopey. I just realized anyway, it's medicine, man, and we all believe in it. And Portland's doing amazing things. There's so and so many... is Colorado and Washington. Yeah, that's why I said and, all and there's 20, Alaska and California. Over over fifty percent of the country now is now on board. Yeah, and like you said about being yourself. Fuck work, you, Jeff Sessions. Yeah, fuck you, Jeff Sessions. We're gonna send you love and acceptance, and it's gonna break down that shitty wall yeah you need to go to a dead show yeah and smoke a joint <laughs> damn it but the, talking about being yourself at work like i'm just realizing for myself and i if anybody out there else can relate to this cool and if not cool then you get to know me a little better but like for me man the whole thing of letting your freak flag fly you know it's always been lyrics in a song and and it's it's gotten real for me lately like just being myself it's okay to be yourself it's okay to be you and yeah we all have things we don't want to show to the rest of the world we've all got skeletons in the closet and shit that we'd rather not have but guess what every cool other let them out every other person out there that you see has the same shit and if they judge you for it that's on them that's not on you and i understand about you know needing to keep a job and and having to work and not wanting to get fired and all of that but i'll tell you what man it sure is nice to let go of that fear and abandon yourself into okay i know that i've taken my taken care of myself up to this point and gotten myself here so no matter what happens i'm gonna be okay and 
when you abandon yourself into yourself, you're at your most powerful. You know? Yes. And I think that in some ways it keeps that bad shit away from you. And it keeps you from having negative shit because whatever happens, it's up to you. And I don't think, I think a lot of us forget that. There's so much out there to make us think otherwise. Yeah. There is. There really, it's too- and say Now I gotta say, now I just had a flash go through my head when we were talking about the pot thing too. How incredibly awesome at last night's show was that when they did the don't step on the grass, Sam. They had Uncle Sam, guy dressed up in a big, tall Uncle Sam hat, red, white, blue outfit, and came out and had these big fucking, it looked like they're like carved in stone kind of fucking things he was holding up for the crowd to sing along. You know, don't step on the grass, Sam. Fucking man, that crowd was great. It was cool. I, I turned, I turned around. There was <laughs> these two older brothers behind me, totally gray, and uh, they looked like they'd been here growing for years and years since, since before prohibition. Ended. Since the dawn of time, yeah. they and, were cultivating. And these two brothers had their arms around each other and were fucking singing along and laughing and like pumping their fists and just happy. Man, it was so cool to see. Out. The 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 community around cannabis here is is something else. Such cool people, and it's like you said before. It's one of the only industries that I've seen, and you said this too, is that there isn't. There's different dispensaries that are in quote competition with each other, but they're not. They they share and they talk, yeah. and it's a it's a learning experience where everybody shares. And everybody's own. got something that there's so that's the great thing about cannabis too. There are so many strains and every, even the same strain is different from grower to grower because everybody puts their own, it's like art. They put their own touch on it and stuff. So I love going into a new dispensary. I haven't been in to see what they have. And that's not our competition. <laughs> there's plenty of us out there that enjoy cannabis. They're, you know, the need for it, the demand for it. There's room for everybody. Yeah. And there's room for everybody here on the porch. With us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice segue. You like that? Hey. Hey. I'm a professional. Don't you forget it. <laughs> so, so yeah, Apple and I are going to take off. We're going to go get some breakfast. Have a little grubbage. Have a little grub, maybe take a nap. Kind of just bathe and bask in the afterglow of last night's amazing fucking show check out government mules calendar see if they're coming to your area man don't miss it yeah then don't go judging anything let them get through the first couple of songs if you've never seen them before and they are gonna fucking rock your socks and if you've seen them i'm sure you're not gonna miss them on this tour (laughs) wow so from everybody here at the chapel day house from the no simple road family to to you guys who are also part of it we love you man much love and thanks for listening and we'll be back soon with another strange weird trippy episode i still feel like i'm in marshmallows i can't even, i can't even talk with my eyes open i'm sitting here with my eyes closed <laughs> talking into the mic but whatever so should i just keep rambling no i think we should wrap it up Go get some breakfast, like we said. All right. You need nourishment. All right. I'm going to go eat food. You guys go do what you're going to do today, and we'll see you soon. Take care, everybody.
What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. Features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast.